Hey, girl, grab your headphones. You know I'm not that friend that you can have on the speakerphone. <laughs> this is the Yo Fly Auntie Podcast, and I am Kendra, also known as Yo Fly Auntie. This is a space for the grown folks, so sit back, relax, and get ready for takeoff, baby, because we are about to be fly. It ain't about a midlife crisis, but it's all about midlife flyness. Let's go. Hey, girl. How you doing? Welcome to this week's episode of the Yo Fly Auntie Podcast. I am Kendra, also known as Yo Fly Auntie. So how you doing? You doing all right this week? Good, good. You know what? Listen, my grandma used to say, you say, how you doing, grandma? She's fair to middling. Mm-hmm. That means fair to partly cloudy. I'm doing all right. Or she would say, I'm kicking, but I ain't kicking high, but I'm still kicking. And I will go with that today. So listen, you know, I got a question for you. What's in that cup? <laughs> What's in that cup, girl? What you drinking? You drinking a nice little little bit of coffee this morning? Does is it regular coffee? Does it have Bailey's in it? What's what's going on? That's what's going on. <laughs> Listen, if you keep that cup with you, it's a nice little sturdy like coffee cup. Don't nobody need to know. And listen, that ain't none of their business. No way. We gonna quote Auntie Tab, cause that's our business, right? <laughs> And with that being said, and we're going to release all the formalities and all of those things. You know, if you're sitting at your desk at work, I know you have your earbuds and your headsets on because I have already warned you, there will be cussing. But before we get to that, let's get to the remix. Oh, honey, you thought that was all? Wait for the remix. So you know the whole Yo Fly Auntie vibe is all about the 40 and over crew and y'all young folks y'all can listen to about where we are in our lives and how we are doing it like we want to, smacking it, flipping it, rubbing it down, turning it all around. And this is what we call the remix. So today we are talking about a very, very fly sister whose name is Rolanda Rochelle. She is a realtor in the metro Atlanta area. And just like everyone else, Rolanda has been at home because, you know, COVID. And so while she was home, of course, just like everybody else, she was finding ways to entertain herself. And she found her way over to TikTok. Honey, let me tell you, Rolanda turned her TikTok into a true inspirational situation. She has gone from Rolanda the Realtor to Rolanda Viral Sensation, honey. If you haven't seen it, check out Row Girl on TikTok or Instagram. She has really seriously gone viral, y'all. So the remix this week, we are celebrating Rolanda Rochelle for showing us how to do what? Take it easy, lean into these moments and flip them and turn them into something as fun as it can possibly be. Because honey, ain't no nothing gonna change unless your attitude do. So, oh, uh, you might as well remix it. 
<laughs> What's the popping topic for this week? I don't know. Hold on. Let me tell you. So what is this week's popping topic? Your mama. Now hold on. Don't get upset. Because I know when we say yo mama, it's normally, you know, some earrings about to come off when somebody say, what? What are you talking about? Yo mama. (laughs) This week, we are talking about yo mama as in your relationship with your mama. I was blessed to have my mama for over 40 years of my life. Uh, She passed away five years ago and we had a really special relationship. We had a really, really great relationship. My mother and I were and are, I don't consider our relationship over just because she is not physically here. She is still here with me. We had a relationship on this earth that was truly special. As I got older, I am an only. So as I got older, my mom and I were really, really like, you know, really good friends. When I went off to college, Tuskegee University, hey, Tuskegee. (laughs) When I went off to college, my mother and I would speak every day and it did not stop. Once I went out into the world on my own, we would still speak every day. And it was that random, you know, hey girl, what you eating? Um, Have you had uh, your vitamins? Oh, did you see Oprah? Because Oprah was still back on TV back in the days. Um, (laughs) Did you do whatever? Just catching up with each other, still staying connected over the years. Once I had children of my own, my mother was an educator and she had spent over 30 something years, almost 40 in the school system. And as soon as I had my first baby, my mama put her retirement in. Now she was getting ready to retire anyway. (laughs) But she put her retirement in and that relationship only grew stronger. It only grew stronger because when she became a grandma, then, you know, I was relevant. But (laughs) y'all, y'all grandmas know how y'all get about them grandbabies. So yeah, she retired and our relationship grew and it grew stronger and stronger and stronger to the point that uh, my mother suffered with cancer. Aren't we sick of cancer? We are so sick of cancer, but she had cancer. Well, she did not have cancer. Cancer was in her body. And when she was really, really sick and she was like, I'm getting ready to, you know, do this is her second round of of chemo and all of that stuff. She was like, I'm going to the doctor. Uh, and it was December and she was like, I'm going to the doctor. And I said, okay, cool. All right. And we were in totally different States at the time. And so I called her in the evening, like I normally would. And I was like, girl, what you eating? And she said, uh, ox, oxtails. Yes. South Florida. Uh, all my Caribbean fans stand up. <laughs> she said, I'm eating oxtails. I said, well, I hope you got enough for two because I'm in your driveway because that's what you do, you know? That's what some relationships are like with your mother, right? So continuing on through that story, my mother ended up having to go through treatment up until like from December until like April of that year. And she decided that she didn't, it was enough. It was enough and God's will was going to be what it was going to be. And it always is, right? But she wanted to enjoy whatever time she had left. So I was back and forth between home and home. So I was flying back and forth, had my family in one city, my mama in another city, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. The only thing my mother ever asked of me, and I am so blessed to be able to say that I can tell you this story, and I was 
really honestly truly able to do it she said she wanted to to transition she wanted to be in her home that she was the first time homeowner in her family she wanted to be at home and she wanted to be comfortable and I was able through the grace of God to create that space for my mama and so when she transitioned she was at home and at peace she had always given every bit of herself to me so I owed that to her and who I am right now is honestly just me being a reflection of my mama. I'm still carrying her legacy very, very strong of, you know, being classy. I'm a, I'm far more ratchet than my mama ever was. She was classy. I'm classy and ratchet. <laughs> Clatch it. <laughs> so the laugh that comes from my mama, all of those things come from her. So this is an interesting space to be in, in my late 40s, the end of my 40s, heading into my into 50, woo and who. And I am having to mother myself. I know lots of us have still a very trying relationships with our parents. Most of the time, especially with women, specifically with our moms, because, you know, can't nobody... Listen, can't, mm, can't nobody push your buttons like your mama, right? Because she knows you, like she knows you. And a lot of the traumas that our parents weren't able to resolve still reside with us. And a lot of our parenting is still us parenting ourselves now. A lot of the self-love a lot of the affirmation, a lot of the things that you were trying to undo in your life or magnify in your life come from who? Your mama. So if your mama was close to you, if your mother is still close to you, if you are trying to heal and resolve issues with your mother from now, the present or the past, I think it is so imperative for women specifically black women, to look into our relationships that we have had with our mom, whether she was present or if she wasn't, whether she was doing it and rocking the damn thing, or if sometimes she was just doing the best that she could. In this space, in order to move forward and live the life of abundance that you really, really want to live and that you want to see come to fruition for yourself. It is so freaking important to interrogate this relationship right here. The one with your mama. The questions you have to ask yourself. The things that you need to heal. The things that you don't want to pass on to your family members, your kids, your, your grandbabies. You don't want to relive stuff or maybe you do. There are things that you want to create that came from your relationship or come from your relationship with your mother. It's an interesting, really interesting space to be in the middle of life because you get a chance to kind of look back and you get a chance to kind of project forward. So you look back and you're like, I see what's back there. I'm figuring out what I'm going to take with me, how I'm going to do this. 
how, how am I going to do this shit? I don't know. I don't know. But it's time for me to come up with a plan because I don't want to take whatever that is with me. We do not want to sing Bag Lady. Thank you, Erica Badu. <laughs> bag Lady, you going to hurt your bag. Carrying all the bags like that. I may have mixed it up, but you know, you get the picture. But it is so super important to really dig deep at this time. I mean, it's at any time, but I'm talking to my peoples. I'm talking to you, girl, right now. I'm talking to you who's trying to figure out how to make your next move your best move, how to turn your stuff around, how to remix it, how to repurpose it, how to upcycle the information that you've had from your past, your mother had from her past, her mama had from her past, and let's just be clear, the generational trauma from post-traumatic slave dis- slavery disorder is real. We are really the first generation of black women that get a chance to sit down and interrogate our shit. We get a chance to, t- to dig through it, figure out what we take it and what we say no more. That's who we are. That is who we are. And I want you to live in abundance because I want to live in abundance. I want to shine and I want to see you shine. And so writing down some questions that you can ask yourself about your mama, about what the parenting skills were that your mother passed on to you. How did you use them to parent your children if you had any? How did you use them to parent yourself? Because the truth of it is our parents are fully flawed and, and, and flossom. They're flawed and awesome. <laughs> Functioning individuals who had entire experiences to be, they brought to bear when they met you. <laughs> so the questions that you need to ask yourself, how Am I going to move forward? Do I need to have a conversation with my mother? If my mother is not here physically, can I write a letter to my mother? Can the, Is there a way for me to let some of this stuff go? Do I have a qualified medical professional psychologist, psychiatrist that I speak to to help me work these things out? Do I have a prayer partner, a church, somebody in my corner that I can openly discuss these things with without feeling like I'm going to be judged to pieces because I'm talking about my mama. Because here's the other thing. Black mamas have such, are held in such high regard in the black community as they should be. But speaking as a parent who learned a very, very valuable lesson from my mother's so lots of them and I'm sure I will share them as we go forward but she told me that if is there was anything that she did that hurt me that caused me to feel some kind of she said this to me that caused me any kind of pain or trauma that she apologized for it I did not ask for this apology and anything that she did well she hoped and prayed that I would continue to carry it on isn't that a blessing That was a blessing. So I know that she was aware that sometimes she didn't get it right. And guess what? You either. And guess what? Me either. Biggest gift is to apologize. And sometimes we have to accept an apology that we're never going to get. So your mama, 
what's your relationship with your like with your mom? What's it look like? How does that affect what you're doing right now? Is it propelling you towards stuff or is it keeping you in your mind holding you back? A lot of those messages, the first ones that we received, and so many of us, and I mean, I count myself in this group too, received, you know, a lot of don't do that. You don't belong there. You don't do this and that and the other, because that was how they stayed safe. It's still, it's still a matter of safety. It's of course, it's still a matter of always having to navigate the space that we are in, uh, as women. And is that fair? If it surely doesn't feel fucking fair to me, but it is what it is, right? So dig deep in that. Think about it. Start thinking about it. It is not anything that you can figure out <laughs> in one in one kind of like we just gonna dip on our toe into this and dip out of it. We will come back and we will talk about this a little bit more. Uh, later, but it is time for you to start really, really digging into your relationship with your mama, your mama, and how you are some of your mama. And do you want to carry that or not? <laughs> hold on a minute, sis. Hold on. Hold on a minute, sis. Hold on. Hold on a minute, sis. Hold on. So what I certainly wish that someone would have said, sis, hold on, a a letter to my younger self, uh, a little something. And you know what? When I say letter to my younger self, I told you before, it could be recently that you have something that you wish you would have known. (laughs) I wish that I would have known the value of self-care and self-motivation and ain't nobody gonna do nothing for you unless you do it for your damn self first and it is so true sis don't do that for this week hon hold on wait girl hold up i can't let you leave without something to take home let me get you some aluminum foil Now, when have you left your auntie's house and she didn't send you home with a doggy bag, a take-home bag? Because I don't ever want to let you go and let you, especially let you leave from being around me in any kind of way without giving you a little something nice and sweet and something for you to take home. So I am giving this gift to you today of a little message in the form of motivation. Today's motivation is going to be all about understanding that it is okay not to be okay. I didn't know that when I was younger. I thought that, you know, not being okay meant that I was in some way not living my best life or whatever. Every day is not going to be all sunshine and sprinkles and unicorn horns and all of those things. Every day will not be, um, you know, Al Green, Aretha Franklin, smooth moves kind of day. (laughs) It just won't. And guess what? That's okay too, sis. It is okay to not be okay. It is all right for you to just be doing the best you damn can in that moment. Stop beating yourself up about it. 
This take-home bag is about extending yourself a little grace. So hold on a second, sis. Just hold on. Extend yourself some grace. Extend yourself some kindness. Extend yourself some mercy. Treat yourself the way you treat everybody else. You give them a bunch of chances. Give yourself a chance too, sis. Give yourself a chance too. Today, I'm sending you home with a little bag of, you are okay. You're okay. Just as you are. Thank y'all so much for joining me today on the Yo Fly Auntie podcast with me, Kendra. I hope that you are having an amazing day. Let's keep these conversations going. And if ain't nobody told you today, baby, I love you. And ain't a damn thing you can do about that. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>